by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. It is March 1st. Uh, hard to believe March has already arrived. Uh, glad you're with us. This is the Good News Show, as Stan just said, here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. And uh, this is an exciting day here at the studio. I Every year uh, in the this day, I feel a great, great sense of relief, especially if the car raffle has gone well, and it always goes well. This year has been phenomenal, and so uh, Dave Palmer's my name. Olivia Franklin here. Good, uh, good afternoon, Olivia. Good Hi, to Dave. see you. Thank you. And Cecil Anderson as well. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank All you. All right. That was a busy, busy weekend. <laughs> eight Just different parishes <laughs> that we visited. I was only at one mass. I figured eight parishes, an average of about you know five masses per parish. I mean, we were at a lot of places over this weekend, and so a lot of people to thank. And uh, let's see. I'll tell you also. Um, that I have two segments on this show, things really unrelated to the car raffle, uh, but I'm glad to uh, be able to speak here in about 20 minutes with uh, Julie Maxson and Louise Bland, who are uh, the program coordinator and the program leader of a mini loan program that is being sponsored by the St. Vincent de Paul uh, Society of Dallas. Um, you remember Mike uh, Pasolini, the CEO of uh, SVDP was on with me recently talking about their pharmacy. They, they do a lot. And so I want to thank uh, April Johannigman, uh, their communication leader, for reaching out to me and suggesting this interview. So we'll talk about that. And then uh, what, what a blessing it's going to be. The, the principal of Mary Immaculate Catholic School in Dallin, Farmer's Branch, is going to join us. And her name is Sister Marianne. Uh, she's got an interesting uh, background and a lot of uh, education. Of course, she's a religious sister. She's a Dominican sister. Uh, so uh, I don't know exactly what we're talking about the school, but of course, we're getting into the time when people want to enroll for the fall, and uh, the the school has been um, uh, recognized for its academic excellence in uh, in in and also a very Christ-centered environment at the school there. So we'll learn about the, the school and let her tell you how uh, it might be a good option for your children uh, come this fall. All right, so that's all coming up. But right now, we're going to talk about the car raffle. Today is the last day to buy tickets. The drawing is going to be Friday at uh, 7.10 a.m. on the Catholic Drive Time Show. That's a little bit of a change. Normally, it's the 8 o'clock hour when we're doing... Uh, GRN Alive, but I uh, got to get up a little bit earlier if you want to. Have you had people ask you, like, do I have to be listening to win? It, yes, it, I yes. have. <laughs> Always. <laughs> and you tell them, of course, yes, right? I, I, <laughs> you I do. have to I be say, listening. You're, 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 forget it. Just forget it. Yeah, if you, and if you, you don't call in, do that. call in within 30 seconds or else they go to the next person, right? <laughs> right. No, we're kidding. We're kidding. And they you, say, thank you. I feel so much better. <laughs> yeah. No, I, we hunt you down. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, last night I was at uh, Holy Family of Nazareth Parish for the 530 Mass, and I made the comment to him as I stood up there, and thanks to Father Albert uh, for allowing us to come out. I got a chance to visit with him, but I, I looked out at him and I said, you know, for the last eight weeks we've been visiting parishes all across the uh, the Metroplex, and I I said, this is the last Mass. I mean, this is the last one, because even I think the other Masses we did last night were earlier, mm-hmm. and so that was it. And so thanks to everybody who bought the tickets last night. All right, let's go through, Sue, some of them. You were at Mary Immaculate Parish. I was. Yesterday morning, yes, right? Yes, I was. Uh, it's any... 7.30, the 10.45, and the 12.15. Uh, well, I just had an absolutely wonderful time. The, the uh, sanctuary is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard uh, Father Frank, um, and I... I did say hello to him, and I know you don't want to say you don't want it to be a popularity thing. Like, oh, I really liked your homily, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. But you can't help it when you hear the good, solid, yeah. meaty, challenging Catholic. Oh, mm-hmm. so it was very, very good. And uh, and then Father Michael Forge, of course, I saw him later, and he's yeah. wonderful, and he's very good as well. So. Um, and I just had a uh, productive time in all the kind of ways I like to have a productive time, not just about money, but the money was good yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, visiting a lot of people. Yeah. I will say, Father Michael Forge, and I, I mentioned this to him because it really struck me, uh, when he says the Eucharistic prayer, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were at one of his Masses, mm-hmm. and uh, he was. says it so deliberately. He does. And it just, it, draw, it draws you in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, like every word is This is, is something very, I really need to yeah. listen to. Of course, it, it is something we really yeah, need and to. Yeah, and I thanked him for that, because yeah. it's obviously the most important part of the Mass, yeah. uh, especially during the consecration. So, yeah. uh, thanks to him and all the folks uh, out at uh, Alicia Gallardo was mm-hmm. our contact at Mary Immaculate. And really appreciated being out there. We went there. We tried to be there a couple weekends ago. We got there for the Saturday. And then, you know, Snowmageddon (laughs) hit. And then I said, can we come back for the Sundays? And uh, that was pretty cool as well. Yeah, it's really remarkable that that everybody that we had to miss the first time around was very eager to, oh, Mm -hmm. definitely come back. I mean, this whole season has been one of tremendous welcome and anticipation and eagerness to have us there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How great is that? And uh, some bittersweet news uh, for Cecil Anderson, okay? No. Sissel does. I don't know how, how she's going to take this news, uh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. but you know, and, and I want to. Olivia doesn't know what I'm going to say. Do you, I'm not really sure what you're going to say. Either. Oh no! I'm it, it has, Am I being fired has, on the? No, it has to. Do, no, no. I, I'll tell you after about that. Uh, okay, uh, okay, gotcha. Uh, no, no, it has to do with your beloved parish being. Oh out, yes, oh, done. Yeah. I'm a little sad, but I can't be too sad. And I and I don't want to by any way make this sound like I'm uh, degrading the awesomeness of Saint Philip the Apostle can't Parish in Louisville. Uh, soon to be Flower Mound. That has been for years and years and years. I mean, at least five years, six years, even going back past that. Uh, the number one parish, not only in North Texas, but in the entire uh, GRN. Okay, that parish is just every single year they outdo everybody else. And, it, and, and to be honest with you, it typically wasn't even close. Uh, right. And oftentimes St. Joseph and Richardson has mm-hmm. been way up there. We mm-hmm. weren't able to go out there this year, but uh, that record was beat this weekend <laughs> uh, by St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco. We had uh, Rob, and this is only on the English side. I mean, I, I'm not even sure what happened on the Spanish side, but 
uh, Rob and Steve, two of our volunteers, went out there, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, the people just bought tickets like crazy. And so it's a good thing. And next year, maybe we can kind of drum up the competition. But Oh, uh, yeah, now I definitely have something for my parish <laughs> talk next year at St. Philip's. I'll be like, guys, you we've guys been dethroned. <laughs> yeah. We need to, you know... Up our game more. <laughs> but but St. Phillips, to their credit, had their best year ever. Mm. I mean, it, it was just the whole car raffle was just out of this world successful. Mm. So thank you so much to Father Rudy. And I also want to thank Deacon Alex because Deacon Alex over at St. Francis in Frisco uh, not only was helpful, but in such a like a cheerful manner. It didn't look like he was like, eh, okay, I can schedule, you know. But <laughs> I, I've never met him in person, but I just could tell by his email communication mm-hmm. that he's just a servant leader and I, anyways i'd love to meet deacon alex sometime because he's just outstanding and and of course we could could have not done this without father rudy garcia's permission and so uh thanks to them very much and the, i just want to say real quickly what we see going on here is that these people every the people we run into the different parishes they love catholic radio yeah catholic yeah. radio really does provide them with something that they believe is valuable and they are willing to support it. Because as we've said many times, we were concerned about how this year was going to go. Yeah, yeah. And we needn't have been. I mean, we know the Lord provides and it's all his anyway. But still, Catholic radio is beloved. And that's fantastic. It's so great to all of us to, to get to see that in action at yeah. these parishes. I think there are some people, and I think it's a very small minority, who just love the opportunity to win something. You know, <laughs> and if they were, I mean, if you're raising money for, unless it's something contrary, something, yeah. they, anything, they're going to they're gonna buy tickets. But I think you're right. Most people say, you know, slim, slim chance to win that car, but I love Catholic Radio. I want to support it, but I, I think you're absolutely right about that. A few other parishes, and then we're going to talk to Cecil and her friends uh, and her siblings who were out at Good Shepherd in Colleyville. And uh, not a bad, uh, I mean, a lot of tickets were sold. I know she has some people to thank as well. But real quickly, I want to thank uh, Blessed Sacrament Parish in Dallas. And Michelle, uh, our wonderful volunteer, went out and did her first ever parish talk. Also, uh, St. Mary's in um, in. Sherman. Uh, thank you to Father Martin, who's going to be visiting tomorrow and doing going to do an interview with him. So, and Shannon, uh, who I believe is his uh, secretary and assistant. Uh, thank you very much for allowing us to come out there. Uh, that was the same kind of thing a couple weeks ago for Saturday, and then we came back yesterday for the Sunday masses. And Diane Redman, I don't know, she's probably listening. She went out and did her first. <laughs> she was so excited. <laughs> I mean, she was so excited. She I mean, it, being doing parish talks is fun. Yeah. I mean, meeting people yeah. and getting up there and seeing the over the the, the flow of um, generosity, and so she was just beside herself. So that's uh, another thing that came out of it. Diane Redmond now wants to be called upon for uh, doing yeah. what she need, and the same with Michelle Shook. She loved it. Yeah, you know? and you know the the same parish talk speakers we had five years ago. They they all keep coming back, and mm-hmm. they're good and they're reliable. And I never hardly ever have to recruit. It's just that we had eight parishes this last weekend, and I was kind of out of commission because I wasn't able to do much. Uh, but anyways, also Holy Family of Nazareth. Uh, I mentioned uh, Father Albert. Uh, it was great to be out there last night. Uh, Diane and Jennifer also. And Rowena, our dear friend Rowena, uh, went out and just had a blast also. They've got a Tamil Mass, which is an Indian community. And so Diane and Xavier, who is of Indian uh, uh, descent, descent <laughs> uh, went out there. I thought that would be a neat connection. Uh-huh. And she did really well at that Mass. They also have a Kenyan Mass. 
that Jennifer Disco uh, spoke at. So I'm, thanks I to all the Jennifer folks. I met Jennifer there. The mass was still going on. Their, oh yeah, their singing is just beautiful. And Father uh, Cistercian priest, I think it's Father Byer. Okay, uh, and he's been learning Swahili, and they're oh, so right. grateful That's to so him. Cool. He sounded really good too. Okay, yeah. yeah. Is uh, is he African or nope. uh, oh, just okay, like yeah. a regular Anglo priest? Yep. Okay. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi in Lancaster, uh, thank you very much. Sarah was our main contact out there. Stephen Kennedy did all three masses in Lancaster. They had had some uh, burst pipes and some problems with uh, flooding, but they said, you know what, we're still going to do the masses. And then Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville. Rick and Jennifer went out, and so thanks so much to uh, that parish and uh, and uh, everybody who, you know, there's so many things, people that help us and get set up, and there's so many stories, but uh, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to go out there. All right. Good Shepherd Colleyville. Yes. Yeah, that really, that surprised me. I, I, because we didn't yes. give a talk. They made the announcement, but boy, it was, uh, it was supportive. very successful, very supportive. Uh, I have several people I have to thank. First off, this weekend, we weren't sure it's Texas. We never know where weather's going to go. Right. So there was potential of some thunderstorms, and um, very kindly, they, as a good Shepherd connected me with uh, some of their knights um, because the knights had a tent and they said, well, you can maybe see if you can borrow their tent. Well, I thought, okay, they'll drop off the tent. I'll set it up, pull it down, all that. No, no, no. This gentleman, Tim Bradford, who is with the knights and it's the troop uh, council 15789 mm. came out on Saturday, called me up, said, when can I meet you to set up the tent? He set up the tent, helped me get a table, helped me break it down. Actually, I should say, he really broke it down. He would not let it, even let me lift a finger. He was oh, so right. kind. And came back the next morning at 6.45 a.m. to help wow, uh, to put it back again. up again for us. So he uh, was so kind and went above and beyond and, you know, was con- he in contact and came ch- checked in on us every once in a while, made sure we were doing well. Um, but the parish was so welcoming. We have a lot of of our sponsors go to Good Shepherd, so I got to see a lot of familiar faces. We got Rick Sell from the North Texas Catholic Brother for Christ. We got to see a lot of friendly faces. And everyone Jim was, Cummings. Yeah, yes, yeah, Jim, Jim. he was fun too. Yeah, definitely. We met a lot of people. And also, I have to thank my sister Tova and my good friend Piper Cobb, who came to four out of five of the masses wow. <laughs> with wow. me to help me because um, definitely was a very good response. So we were mm-hmm. very busy the whole time. So, yeah. And I, you know, I always ask uh, those of you who go out and do the talks, I said, after the mass, just, you know, text me and let me know how it went. And I, I love, especially yesterday, because I was getting ding, 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 <laughs> ding, you know, all these different reports. And I, as the day went on, I said, you know what, this is going to be our biggest weekend ever. Oh, and, absolutely. And it, it was the, the biggest parish, St. Francis Frisco, uh, for a weekend and also the, the most successful weekend ever of the, the car raffle, uh, with just a, a, a tremendous outpouring of support. Hey, I want to do this and you don't have to talk on the air with us. If you want to, you can, but. I I just want to instead of saying hey buy tickets buy tickets which you certainly can today's the last day of the of the raffle but I don't want to, this to be a you know uh, uh, what can you do for us kind of thing uh, but if you want to buy tickets you can still go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle uh, if you're, you're like oh gosh it's the last day I need to get my tickets but what I would like to do is if you have already bought tickets either at a parish or online or you know doing one of our live remote broadcasts I want to uh, thank you. I've got a Fatima DVD, the one that came out uh, just a few months ago, um, that I would like to give to you. And I wish I had a hundred of these, but I just have one. And so, if you've already bought a ticket, 
uh, give us a call. And uh, the first person, I'm sorry I only have one, but uh, call us up if you've already bought a ticket and supported the car raffle. And I'm going to mail this to you, okay? So just give Cecil your uh, address. And I'll get this off to you, uh, 877-757-9424. If you have already bought a ticket or five tickets, or, or if you're a, a helper and you've sold tickets, uh, let us hear from you, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. All right, and uh, we want to thank all of our, our Wranglers as well, Uh I don't know if they, they probably don't mind me mentioning their name, but uh, uh, Diane, not Diane Xavier, but another Diane, uh, sold 100 tickets. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Letty is uh, from St. Cecilia. She uh, sold 50. She's bringing hers by. Phil Muscat from All Saints Parish. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Mary, uh, from yeah, whom Mary. I picked up yesterday, and yeah. she, she loved it. And Juanita? <laughs> Oh, oh yes. yeah, Juanita Galindo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she she was tremendous. Yeah. I mean, she was she not, just kept not only going. <laughs> yeah, she kept going, and she was going out at uh, and I don't know how she did it because she sets up these bookstores and sells you know fifty tickets. People go in to buy the Scott Hahn book, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they walk out with raffle tickets as well. And so, thanks to all of them, I know we're missing people, and there are a lot of others that were our uh, wranglers, helpers, um, but uh, it's it, you know it, you, you, we couldn't have done it without you. I never would have thought that this would have been a better year than last year. I really came in with very low expectations, but so many priests opened up their parishes to us despite the restrictions, despite, you know, everything that's going on. And I'm so grateful for all the the parishes that allowed us to come in. And all the Wranglers and all the people that bought tickets went online, and it's uh, even more successful than last year. So uh, tremendous, tremendous. Uh, Anything else, Olivia, you want to mention? Uh, you know, the way my memory works, I will forget that this was during this pandemic time and just remember that we had this huge year and this is outpouring of appreciation and support. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it just didn't – it didn't seem – it was only the beginning where we wondered about how is this going to go and then after that it was just fantastic. So um, Yeah, last year we got it all in. Before the pandemic hit, because you know the drawing is always the first week of March, and they really people really talking really talking seriously about uh, restrictions and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff until March. Uh, so we got it all in, and it was very successful. This year, I was like, gosh, you know, we're still in the middle of this thing, uh, but everybody was really supportive, so we're very thankful. And the drawing is going to be seven ten a.m. on Friday morning during Catholic Drive Time. I know I'll be up uh, listening. <laughs> And what they're going to do is they're going to connect with the Midland office and all the ticket stubs that are mailed to Midland. And they've got one of those big, what is that thing called? Hopper. Like a, Tumbler. Hopper. Or, or, t- yeah. <laughs> or drum. They call it different things. Okay. Spinning thing. <laughs> Technical and, term. And uh, Toya and I guess Robert and uh, Foss, no, no, I mean um, um, Sammy and Lisa will be there. And you can watch it live if you go to one of our you know, social media platforms. Did we get a winner, Cecil? We did. We did. Ray called in and he has bought tickets. And uh, so he got the Fatima DVD. Okay, did you verify that he bought tickets? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all of the uh, the honor system here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thanks, Ray, for calling in. And uh, let's see. We have uh, about two minutes. Anything else, Cecil, that you want to say? Oh, goodness. 
no no pressure no at pressure all. Right, <laughs> no, right. definitely. No, I would just say big thank you to all the parishes that let us in. And just a reminder, you know, um, the parishes keep our Catholic communities alive. So make sure you support them as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we always sell a lot of tickets here in North Texas on the Spanish and on the English side. And it was, a, it was up until two years ago that one of the English um, North Texas purchasers won the raffle because this is a network-wide raffle. And then last year, well, two years ago, it was uh, John from Good Shepherd in Colleyville that won the Mustang. And then last year, it was uh, Dr. Uh, Peralda uh, from, uh, I forget his first name, from Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville. Mm-hmm. And so who knows? Maybe we'll get, uh, we'll three-peat and have somebody from North Texas win it this this year. So you got to tune in, uh, 7, 10 a.m. Friday morning uh, for the uh, the drawing. And if you bought tickets, hey, it could be you, right? Really good. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, so I, I've never sold the winning ticket. Uh, you guys haven't either. No, have I you? haven't. Yeah. That would be really yep. exciting, though. If you could, like, if the name, you hear the name, you go, that person sounds so familiar. Yeah. I think I know who they yeah, are. Then you can remember, like, yes. the interaction with yes, them. I think, like, I think last year it was uh, Rick, our fr- Rick Strickland, uh, who sold the winning ticket. And the year before that, I think it was Rob Roll. Uh, oh, out really? at uh, Good oh. Shepherd in in Colleyville. So, yeah, that's so. I need to hang out with them more, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> kind of rub up against exactly. them. Exactly. All right. Uh, we need to take a break. And we're going to come back and talk about the mini loan program. Uh, Olivia is going to go process hundreds of uh, credit card forms. Uh, so thank you again uh, for your support of the car raffle. And uh, best of luck to you uh, on Friday morning at 710 when we do the drawing. We'll be right back. Ages ago, there was a man named Silverian, and he was given the gift of the light. Join Caden and his friend Adrius on their epic adventure to confront the Dark Lord Asgar and save Caden's sister. So you're the prophesied one. He took Bryn, my sister. All will bow to me. I will never bow to you. Come see The Light of Versa, a film made by Christian teens in theaters. Buy tickets today at ViningSisters.com. Hi, my name is Jake. My brother Gerald and I are simply real estate investors and sponsors of KATH 910 AM. Our team, along with partners, specialize in helping you and your neighbors in distressed situations by buying distressed homes. In doing so, we enjoy revitalizing the neighborhoods and giving back to the community. The number to call is 682-317-9330, or you can simply visit us at 911myhouse.com. All right, I've got my radio, lots of coffee, four boxes of mac and cheese, a dozen bagels. Hey, Sissel, what are you doing? Hey, Dave, I'm preparing for my car raffle campout. I'm going to listen all day on March 5th, starting at midnight, so I don't miss when we make the announcement of the winner of the 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV. Wow, that is a lot of dedication. We certainly want folks to listen to Catholic Radio all the time, but, you know, we do actually have a set time for the car raffle announcement. Really? It's going to be 7, 10 a.m. during the Catholic Drive Time Show on Friday, March 5th. That's great. I just have a lot of snacks to get through now. Care for a bagel? Yeah. Access to clean water is something we often take for granted. When we turn on a faucet, out pours clean water that's safe for drinking. But that's not true in countries like Kenya, where the number one cause of child mortality is from drinking contaminated water. Together, we can change that. Cross Catholic Outreach works with local Catholic partners around the world to transform the lives of families living in poverty. Join this mission at crosscatholic.org slash bless. 
Help save lives in Denton. From February 17th to March 28th, the Denton community will take part in 40 Days for Life. Vigil hours are from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. daily. Come pray from February 17th to March 28th near the Planned Parenthood in Denton at the public right-of-way outside Planned Parenthood at 2436 South Interstate 35, Unit 340 in Denton. Sign up for prayer times by visiting our campaign at 40daysforlife.com slash Denton. Do you think it would be easier to walk in your faith journey alone or alongside others? Scripture teaches us that we are meant to be in community. Pope Francis recently commented that fraternity is essential to the human quality. The number one Catholic fraternity is the Knights of Columbus, and they have made it easier than ever to join. By joining, your family will enjoy a wide array of membership benefits, like a subscription to the largest Catholic publication, the Columbia Magazine. You can go online right now and become a member. Go to knights.net. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot net. And welcome back. This is the Good News Show. It is 1223 now on this beautiful Monday afternoon. And uh, we're going to switch gears now and talk about a really neat program that is being uh, made possible by the St. Vincent de Paul Society of Dallas. Uh, their website, svdpdallas.org. You might remember they, um, gosh, they do so much. They've got the thrift stores, uh, two of them in the Metroplex, and they help people um, who are in difficult situations. They've got a pharmacy, as their CEO, Mike uh, Pasolini, told us about recently in an interview. And I was contacted by their communications leader, April Johannigman, uh, recently and said, hey, how about we do a interview about the mini loan program that's going on through St. Vincent de Paul? She said that uh, they in, they are, they're anticipating the needs for financial assistance to dramatically increase this year as people are struggling to pay for home repairs, water damage, utility bills, of course, from Snowmageddon a couple weeks ago. And uh, they're offering emergency loans for things like home repair as well as COVID relief loans as well. And uh, she got me in touch with uh, two of the leaders of the program. Julie Maxson is the Mini Loan Program Coordinator, and Luis Bland is the Mini Loan Program Leader. And uh, thankfully, they both are joining us uh, for this segment of the interview. Uh, Julie and Luis, thanks for being on with me. Uh, good afternoon. Hi, Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, let me see. I don't know who to start with first, so <laughs> I'll go. Uh, uh, Julie, uh, tell us uh, about, is this a new program? Obviously, it's uh, very situational because you're looking at the things that happened from, from all the damage at houses and everything from a couple of weeks ago. Is this something brand new, or have you done this before? We have done the emergency loans before, but we just really wanted to call attention to the availability of this loan uh, with the recent Snowmageddon, as you referred to it, so that we can help those people out there that might be struggling at this time, coping with water damage, um, with the power outage, and all of that. And uh, did Julie, did it come about, uh, were you just getting all kinds of calls and you think, okay, we got to do something, or was this something that you anticipated? And, and uh, you know, perhaps, you know, of course, there's been situations like this before in the history of this uh, Metroplex, but uh, you, you did, you, you guess you kind of had to put this all together pretty quickly uh, to, to meet the needs of so many people, right? Yeah, yeah. and then if well, I could just jump Yeah, please, Louise. Yeah, if I could just jump in here right now, we... Dave, we started this program back in 2015, and it was initially started um, as a result of home visits 
just uh, as, as we conducted home visits, we discovered that people, you know, looking for assistance with rent and utilities and food oftentimes had a higher need there looking in the background. They were trapped in a cycle of debt by a high interest predatory loan. So uh, we converted those high interest predatory loans into low interest loans over 12 months. That's what initially started the program. So back in 2015, we were we were a conversion program, you know, alone. But then in 2017, we introduced the emergency program, the emergency loan program, you know, as a way of preventing people from having to go into the predatory lender in the first place. And um, so we, we start offering them in 2017. Yeah. And Louise, some people may be hearing about this for the first time and say, thinking, wow, this is, uh, uh, you know, something I'd, I definitely would like to take advantage of. How would one know if they qualify or not? Or, or what, what do you have to kind of prove in order to get the loan? And can you give us some of the details of it? Sure, sure. We don't. We look upon this loan program as a second chance at banking for people. So we're, we're not really concerned about, you know, the financial mistakes they may have made in the past. We don't do credit score. We partner with our four participating banks. Um, we just, they just need to have an income of some kind. They need to have a bank account and, agree, and with a direct deposit of that income and agree to an automatic drawal of this low loan payment over 12 months. Our financial, um, coaches and our, um, volunteer loan coordinators at our 38 conferences they assist every individual with processing you know like with going through the steps to process the loan they go through a budget with them and give them some financial advice and get the loan closed and then start them on a road to a better financial future we also offer a savings incentive to the individual at the end of the loan when they pay their loan off successfully Mm, very nice. And Julie, it's it's called a mini loan program. Does that it refer to like a maybe a cap of how much money they can borrow or what is the, the mini part of it? Well, the mini part of it is that we only do a loan for 12 months. Most of the time when they get caught in those predatory loans, they're in a bad cycle in which they just keep renewing those loans over years of time. And they're paying so much interest on those uh, predatory loans that they can never get out of it. Our uh, thought process is if they have a very small interest over a short period of time, they can get out from under that debt. And then we hope to help educate them through our financial coaching program to help them not ever have to go back to using those predatory loans. We want to set them up so they have an emergency account to perhaps rely on that when an emergency comes up, such as what just recently happened. Yeah, and Luis, uh, does, does somebody have to be in a particular geographical area? Do they have to be in the Dallas Diocese geographically? Or, or, or tell us about that. Who, who, can, who can qualify yeah, for well, this? Yeah, we assist all, all neighbors and friends in the nine-county area, which is, encompasses the Diocese of Dallas. So, uh, yeah, anybody who lives in that geographical area can apply. Mm-hmm. And I know that there also has been some uh, government assistance, I think even at the federal and perhaps state level as well. Do, does that, uh, obviously this is different from that, but how does one know maybe they're, they've applied for assistance from the government and then they can, this can um, 
complement that, or, or how would that work out? Either one of you want to yes, mention that? It, it can complement that for sure. We, you know, we don't, just because they may have received assistance from the government doesn't, need, doesn't mean that they can't receive the assistance from us. Once they show the ability to repay that small monthly loan payment, Dave, you know, we're, we're good with that. And we walk them through that process, you know, and build, you know, build a second chance at banking relationship between ourselves and the individual and the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, just a reminder, this is the Good News Show, and we are talking about the St. Vincent de Paul of uh, Dallas uh, Mini Loan Program. My two guests are Luis Bland, who's the Mini Loan Program leader, and also Julie Maxson joining us, uh, Mini Loan Program coordinator as well. L- Luis, you, you referred to the, I think you said 38 conferences, uh, the conferences across mm-hmm. the, How how is that um, from a, I, I guess a logistic standpoint, if somebody is interested, should they go first to their conference at their parish or go straight to you all, uh, kind of the, the headquarters? Uh, uh, how, how should they first contact you? Yeah, we, we have a referral process from each of our conferences. Each conference has a volunteer coordinator. And as people in need come into that conference and show an interest in the program, they refer those individuals to us. But they also can contact us directly. And we um, we have a number that they can call. And if you want me to give it to you, I would be glad to do that. Uh, yes, and please that do. will put them directly in contact with Julie and I. Okay. Yeah, please give that phone number. That number is 214-520-0650, extension 124. And just say that you're interested in learning a little more about the mini loan program. All right, two one four five two zero zero six five zero extension one two four. And uh, Julie, to, now the 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 snowmageddon is relatively new. That was just uh, you know within the last uh, week mm-hmm. or two. But of course, COVID is not new, and it's. We've been dealing with this for over a year now. Uh, can you give our listeners a, a sense of how, just from your own experience and the, who, the, the folks that you guys have been helping, how, how devastating has COVID been to people's pocketbooks and, and overall financial well-being? Well, I think the thing that COVID has really impacted is people may have jobs and they may have sick time and everything, but if one person in the family gets COVID and they use their sick time for that, and then another person, say a child gets sick and they have to be out for that, they may not have any more sick or vacation time, so thereby they're going to lose their income. Um, and that's where we can come in and help. If you've got a good-paying job but you just were out of work for a couple of weeks or a month or so because it went through your family, then we can help you bridge that gap with the COVID loan so that you can get caught up on your bills, uh, rent, utilities, whatever it is that you might be behind on, we can help you bridge that gap and move forward and not be struggling so hard. Yes, uh, website svdpdallas.org, svdpdallas.org, and uh, you also can call if you're interested in learning more about this mini loan program, 214-520-0650, extension 124. Uh, Luis, uh, you had mentioned that um, this started back in 2015, so you're in your sixth year now. Do you do you see an expiration date on this, or do you think that the uh, the opportunity for mini loans, for whatever purpose, will be going on for, for years to come? Oh, yeah. No, we definitely don't see an expiration on this, and we, you know, we really, really want to grow our program and reach more people. Uh, we have granted 
329 loans to date, and we have an 83% successful repayment rate. So we are really, really happy with that. And we, we have prevented a little under $1.8 million. We have prevented our neighbors in need from spending that money to, on high interest loans to predatory lenders. So we're making a great impact, and we're really excited about that. Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, several times about this predatory lending, and I, I just find it so so despicable in a sense because it's really capitalizing on people when they are in very bad circumstances anyways, oh, and then you're you're putting yeah. a problem upon a problem. And can you, Louise, just speak about that industry? And I know there have been people that have tried to actually crack down on it. Um, uh, maybe the maybe a warning about that industry for people who might you know be vulnerable. Sure, sure. And I, you know, these, you know, like people say, oh yes, these loans are really bad. But a lot of people don't understand just how bad they are. I mean, sometimes the interest rate can get up to eight or nine hundred percent. You borrow a thousand dollars, the loan is a thirty. 30-day term, and at the end of that 30 days, you owe $1,400. Well, if you couldn't come up with $1,000 30 days earlier, you yeah. know, you're, you're more than likely not going to be able to come up with 1400 you know, just a month down the road. So 80% of these short-term borrowers roll over their loans four or five times. Mm. So that's like a refinance every month. So they may make a $300 payment on $1,000 every month, but they don't pay a dime off the principal. Yeah. And that could go on for years. We have actually helped people who have been paying on title loans for two and three years, and they've paid eleven and $12,000 on a $2,500 loan. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah. And I guess education is a big part of that as well, because anybody who knows what you just said and realizes the financial uh, ramifications of that it, would, would never get into such a loan. Is there any, no. kind of, any kind of program of educating people, vulnerable people, about the, the, the truth of predatory loans? Well, that's yeah, why well, we do you know, the, have the financial coaching aspect of things is to help people understand how they're falling into that trap and not being prepared for an emergency can be one of the biggest things. If you don't have $1,000 saved in a savings account for an emergency then you, you and you're living paycheck to paycheck, you go to the predatory loan, then you're stuck in that predatory loan. You've actually made your situation worse rather than better. And so with financial coaching, we want to help them develop better patterns so they don't have to rely on payday loans or title loans to get them out of the situation. Yeah. Um, and Dave, if I could say that we also have what we call a warning brochure yeah. that we give out um, to the people that we assist, kind of warning them of the predatory um, you know, tendencies of these, uh, these short-term borrowing facilities. To, you know, to give them some stats on exactly what happens when you take out a loan of that type to help them, you know, stay away from them. But as you said earlier, you know, desperate people do desperate things. They're in crisis. And when they've nowhere else to go, 
this is just easy money, unfortunately. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Julie and Louise, thanks so much. We're down to our last couple of minutes. Uh, uh, Julie, I'm going to ask you if you could just kind of give our, a real quick, maybe one-minute summary of exactly what the mini loan program is, and then, Louise, I'll give you the last word. Anything else you'd like to add to our listeners to encourage them to call that number or go online and get started? Uh, Julie, can you just kind of give people the, uh, the nuts and bolts of exactly what the mini program is if they're just tuning in? We have a program that helps them convert those payday loans or title loans into a short-term loan. We also offer emergency loans for things like medical bills, major home repairs, auto repairs, and then we have the COVID relief loan, which addresses um, those whose income has been impacted by the pandemic. Uh, very good. Well, great summary. Julie Maxson is the Mini Loan Program Coordinator with St. Vincent de Paul uh, Society of Dallas, and Luis uh, Bland is Mini Loan Program Leader. Uh, Luis, what else uh, in the in the closing minute would you like our listeners to know? Well, you know, I would just like to say that, you know, this is a stat that a lot of people may not be aware of, that there are more payday and title lenders in the USA than there are Starbucks and McDonald's combined. Mm. So we know there are many, many people out there suffering from the predatory nature of these loans. So we, I just urge you, we, we take these applications with no judgment. Often people are embarrassed because they may have two or three of these loans. Well, we don't want you to be embarrassed. We're just here to help you. So if you would just call our number, we'll gladly walk down that road with you and try to get you out of that awful loan. Yes, we're here to help. And uh, Louise, I got to ask, uh, wh- what is that accent? Uh, where are you from? <laughs> it's an Irish accent. Oh, I, you know, I'm married to an Irish woman. Uh, I'm really bad <laughs> with accents, but I was like, there, that, that sounds Irish, but I, <laughs> I wasn't yeah, sure. Well, I've been here for 30 years, so I think I've lost a little bit of it. Yeah, you haven't lost at all. My my wife sounds like she's from Texas uh, now. She, you know, she was born in she was born in Belfast, uh, but she's lost most well, of it. But uh, I I thought I, I was th- a, yeah. Go ahead. It's a small world. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> hey, thanks to you both, and also thanks to April uh, uh, Johannigman. I think I got her name right. Uh, communications leader for <laughs> suggesting this, and of course Ma- Mike uh, Pasolini, uh, the CEO there, uh, doing great work with St. Vincent de Paul. Visit their website svdpdallas.org, uh, or you can call them directly about this mini loan program two one four five two zero zero six five zero extension one two four. Julie and Louise, thank you for your time. Great speaking with you. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Uh, Love that Irish brogue. Isn't that nice? Uh, uh, Let's see. Let's take a little break. Tiny, tiny break. Um, Because we're going to come back and talk to Sister Marianne, the the principal of Mary Immaculate Catholic School in Farmers Branch. Do you have uh, one of our spots loaded up, Sissel, for the... Okay. For the car raffle, is that what you're saying? Uh, If you you buy time, you can. (laughs) That's okay. Let's just go ahead and take a one-minute break if we can, and then we're going to come back, and Sister Marianne is here to talk about Mary Immaculate Catholic School in Farmers Branch. So we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dave Palmer here at the station. I am so thankful for the many ways that you, our listeners, have blessed this station over the years, such as praying, making pledges, or donating meals, or volunteering during our charathons, or being a parish speaker. I'd like to suggest also two other important ways that you can help us. One is to support the sponsors you hear on this station, especially during our current crisis. And another way you can support the station is to become a sponsor. If you're interested, just email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. 
Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Cargo Eye Care of Las Colinas, a longtime sponsor on KATH 910 AM. Cargo Eye Care is owned by Dr. Jonathan Cargo from St. Anne Parish in Capel. Their office and eyewear gallery are centrally located in Irving. Cargo Eye Care offers a full range of services and products to patients of all ages. Most vision and health insurance plans are accepted, including Medicare and Medicaid. 972-432-2020 or on the web at CargoEyeCare.com. All right, we are back. Last segment here of the Good News Show, and delighted to have uh, Sister Marianne, the principal of Mary Macklet School, uh, Catholic School in Farmers Branch, here in studio with me. And uh, so nice to see you, Sister Marianne. And I want to uh, just also thank Mike Murray, who's uh, my dear friend. Uh, Mike and I went to, to school together, uh, one year apart. I'm his elder, his elder by one year over at Jesuit, but uh, he's over at Catholic Charities. And uh, he suggested, he said, hey, Sister Marianne can come to studio and talk about Mary Macklet School. So I really appreciate it. We were there this past weekend. Uh, Father Michael allowed us to come and sell raffle tickets. And so we, we love uh, the parish. And uh, so let's talk about this wonderful school. They're located at uh, 14032 Dennis Lane in Dallas, 75234, the website mischool.org. And Sister Marianne, you have an interesting background, a Dominican sister. And let's see, this This is your second year as principal of the school, and you are one of three Nashville Dominicans at the, at the, the, the school, and you have also instituted the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd uh, this year as well at the school. So uh, let me first of all ask a little bit about yourself as a Dominican. I'm a big fan of uh, Aquinas, and so I love the Dominicans very much, and I love the charism. So uh, can you tell us some maybe about yourself and what, um, how God called you into uh, not only uh, religious life, but the Dominicans in particular? Certainly. Um, well, I did grow up here in Texas on the on the border where, yeah. the, where the Pecos River meets the Rio Grande. I like to say that's where our ranch is and um, had uh, six brothers. And, um, <laughs> that so, qualifies you right there. <laughs> yeah, so um, so the, as I... Uh, as I went on, I went to Texas A&M for a couple of years, but then I uh, went on to Christendom College in Northern Virginia, uh, where I learned a great deal uh, about our faith and about liberal education, and it's where I met the Dominican sisters. Um, I had been to Fatima when I was 16 and really felt the call to dedicate my life, you know, consecrated life, and I uh, thought maybe that only existed in Europe or maybe yeah. in the books I read. I hadn't really found uh, many sisters in in. Um, Texas, but of course now that I've am a sister, I've met many sisters. So, mm-hmm. but when you're young and you don't know, you're trying to find a find your way. It's hard to know. But at Christendom College, I did meet uh, the Nashville Dominicans, and uh, so visited there several times. And after I graduated, I entered there um, and uh, then continued my studies. The the community is um, Dominicans are about study, so I was able to complete. Uh, master's in education and my doctorate in education as I was also uh, serving as a school principals in Indiana, Virginia, uh, Tennessee, all with the community. Mm, so. so you have a long background in education. So. Tell us, uh, I'm just uh, intrigued about growing up uh, with six brothers on a sheep and goat ranch in southwest Texas. And so <laughs> you you did kind of learn to, to live on the land and uh, were you actually working the land and uh, the, yes, the, the, yes, the livestock we, and stuff? Mm-hmm. We have sheep and Angora mohair goats and uh, lots of meat goats as well. But mm-hmm. yes, we um, we worked there. We rounded up. We uh, we didn't do the shearing, but we brought the people in who did the shearing. So, yeah. um, 
But one thing I think about growing up that close to the land is you learn um, quickly about life and about death. And it's a small community, so uh, celebrated many, many uh, journeys, people's life journey, um, particularly uh, there was a Catholic church and there was a Baptist church, but yeah. the community was united in, in our faith and in our uh, love of the the place. Yeah, so. yeah, neat. Oh, wow, what an interesting uh, uh, experience growing up that must have been for you. Now, tell us, uh, Sister Marianne is here, principal of Mary Macklet Catholic School in uh, Farmer's Branch, and... Well, how did the relationship between the Nashville Dominicans and this particular parish? I, I, I grew up at St. Patrick Parish in Dallas, and some of my fondest memories were some of the religious sisters there. Sister Laura was the principal there, and I uh, have just uh, amazingly fond memories of, of her and some of the other sisters there. It's it's a, a bit more rare these days to for a Catholic school to have nuns, you know, sisters there. And, and so how did that relationship uh, come about? Yes, the pastor at Mary Immaculate, Father Michael Forge, uh, was um, also the vocation director for the Diocese of Dallas for a, f- a few years, and he um, came to know our sisters, and he started requesting uh, from our Prioress General and from our uh, community t- to send sisters uh, to Mary Immaculate. So I believe he was um, in those discussions for maybe uh, up to seven years, oh, actually. Wow. So our community um, has sisters across the country and many schools, also in um, Ireland, Australia, Vancouver, other other countries. But so he kept asking, and I um, kind of all converged. And he was seeking a new principal, and um, our community was able then to commit at that time. So I came um, officially July first, two thousand nineteen, as the first Dominican sister principal. Even though Mary Immaculate's uh, heritage is sixty years old. So yeah, yeah, the school's been around a long time. So uh, tell us about the school itself. Uh, I, I did visit the, the website. I think it said 400 students. Is that right? Yes. Uh, it's, which, uh, would be a, a medium to larger, uh, Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it pre-K through eighth or what, what else should we know about the school itself? Right, so we have kindergarten through eighth grade yeah. and, um, we have 400 students, as you noted. So there are, with COVID, we have several smaller classrooms simply because we have them spaced out. But usually we have two um, sections of every grade up up through the grades. So, um, so the students, it's about 22 to 25 students in a classroom on a normal year. Um, sometimes up to thirty, but depending on the on the size of the class. So, um, we have all the regular subjects. This year, we're delighted to say that we were able to. Uh, institute the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, which, for for people who are not familiar with that, it's a it's a catechetical process or formation program, similar to Montessori, but um, helps marry the heart and the head. So, yeah. in, often in religion, you learn the content, um, and then in the practices of the tr- of the school at the parish, um, daily you know school weekly mass or adoration or celebrating the sacraments, but the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd program helps, uh, especially starting with the very young, to help them unite their their head and their heart. It's a very uh, sacred place um, where they can experience the truths of the faith and they, they hear sacred scripture read directly. There's nothing watered down or little child about it. It's all what our faith presents, and yet uh, the space gives them time for silence and thinking, and and um, their beautiful responses say that the Lord is speaking to their hearts. Mm, yeah, my 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 children have benefited from though these kind of the, the program of the the Catechism of the Good Shepherd. So I certainly uh, believe in it uh, strongly. And 
how has how is it going in regard to the the, the COVID protocols? And I know back in the fall, the the, the big thing was you know are we going to kids going to watch on Zoom or be in person? Are most of the kids back in the classroom or all of them or how is that? Yeah, so we've gone quarter by quarter. The the families can choose if they were going to be in person or at home. So as each quarter has gone by, more students have returned to the classroom. We started with about 110 at home for in the fall. But um, we're back to, well, they're just now submitting their request for the fourth quarter. So most students are back in the classroom, and certainly those who are at home, um, they they tune in. We use Microsoft Teams. Um, we also use other platforms that help them interact. So those students, every morning I do live event through Microsoft Teams. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that, but yeah. I'm able to reach all the students in the school and through their their. TV monitors that are in the rooms, there are new new line touch screens, but hmm. also all the students who are at home. So uh, they join us for prayer and um, pledge and all the announcements, birthdays. So we're united as a school community. And um, the, I've also found the live event gives me a chance to uh, speak more about our faith, show pictures of saint, the saint of the day. Yeah. Normally, I used to do uh, announcements just on the PA so they would hear my voice coming through the mm-hmm. speaker. But I don't know what we'll do when we all return to school together, whether we'll uh, go back to the PA system or keep using this because there are ways that the live event keeps me more in touch with all the students in, throughout the school in the yeah. morning. I, I see on the website, uh, mischool.org, by the way, is the website, uh, Mary Immaculate Catholic School in Farmer's Branch. It says, uh, uh, award-winning Blue Ribbon Catholic Elementary School. What, what does it mean to be a Blue Ribbon School? So the, the Mary Immaculate won the Blue Ribbon in 2008, So and you can apply uh, various years. So um, basically there's a um, an application process that's quite tedious and lengthy uh, for saying our academic excellence you present um, by meeting certain standards. And so uh, Mary Immaculate met that in 2008. So, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, we do have accreditation with the uh, Texas Conference to Catholic bishops coming up um, January of 23. So we're continuing. We're always on a what I call a continuous growth plan. And yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so uh, this is a, a time when people are starting to think about next uh, next year. Is our our fall registrations already happening? Are you giving tours of the school? What, what should somebody uh, do if they're they're interested sure. in checking the school out? Well, um, we on our website we have an admissions page, and there's contact information there for our um, admissions director Kelly Madonna. But also, we have a platform we use called Hello Campus, where we have pre-recorded um, videos of teachers and classrooms, so that if student because we don't aren't able to have people visiting the school as as before. It's also a live platform, though, so people are – we're there virtually talking with them in real time, but we can take them on a map of the school. They can click on if they want to hear about fifth grade or kindergarten. They have messages there from the kindergarten teachers, the kindergarten curriculum. So um, we just encouraging people to uh, go to our website. You can sign up there for a virtual tour with um, Kelly Madonna. And um, certainly um, we've also done some open houses in the evening time for – because, again, because of covid Normally, we would tour people through the school, see uh, what's happening in live time. But mm-hmm. we've made adjustments, and uh, we're hopeful. Yeah. You know, uh, talk about the, the tuition. You know, I, I think about some people say, I'd send my kids to Catholic schools if I could afford it, but it's just going to be, you know, t- too much. Uh, t- talk about that for somebody who would like to, but they don't think they can afford it. What would you say to them? Certainly. I always think uh, people should... Um, 
make the application, try, you know, see, talk with talk with us about what the tuition is. Our tuition is right at $7,000, and it's a very modest tuition in relation to the schools in the diocese. So um, it's, it's not too much, but I can understand that it can be a stretch for some families. But I think uh, I wouldn't walk away from it just mm-hmm. because you think it might be too much. There are We have tuition assistance. Um, there are other individuals who provide assistance for um, – there are other ways to get scholarships through other foundations. So we do work with families, and we do encourage them to apply, like never walk away thinking it'll, it can't happen. Also, the investment, I always encourage people. People um, think maybe I'll wait and save for college. But I say if you give some your young people a strong foundation, they will earn their way to college. Yeah, so if they're yeah. strong in their in their skills and in their studies and their academic, even in their just in their efforts and their strengths, then they they can continue to get maybe a scholarship for high school or and or college. So by that early foundation, I think you put them in a good position for life. Yeah. The school is described as uh, Christ-centered, the environment. Talk about that. I think this might be the most important reason why somebody should look into a Catholic school is that I want my kids to be immersed in the faith. How, how is that from a sacramental standpoint and also just the, the, the general day-to-day flow of the school? How is, how is it Catholic? Sure. Well, I think... Uh, we're Catholic from the beginning to the end. When you walk into our doors, there's a holy water font. Of course, with COVID, we're not using that. But yeah. um, we have a crucifix. We have um, pictures of of um, the Pope and the bishop. But really deeper, deeper than those external signs, so certainly a, a statue of Our Lady greets you both outside and inside because it's her school. But deeper than those external signs are uh, not just the the things the students study, but also the way that we treat one another. So there's a deep respect for the human person. Um, there's a deep desire that we recognize the gifts of nature and grace. Yeah. That um, students come with a God-given potential, and it's our um, great privilege to help them flourish, yeah. to show them their way, um, to give them the space to grow, the freedom to grow, and also then the boundaries, because it's, you know, as we know with our faith, it's, it's those um, boundaries that help us free, yes. that keep us free. So um, I think that throughout, certainly we have school mass every week, we have um, the sacraments of reconciliation, we, we bring the children to adoration both as a class and, and individually. I mean, as a class and then as a school, we have adoration and and benediction, too. Also, uh, multiple children. You mentioned 7,000, but as there's the the second, third, fourth, fifth kid, uh, you get discounts for them as well. Yes, discount for second and third, and the fourth goes free. Yeah, and I got to ask you, I told you I'm a big uh, fan of the Dominican spirituality and charism. I teach the Summa to high school kids. Yes. Uh, Well, how how is the the Dominican charism, uh, you know, uh, reflected in the school, what what does it uh, uh, what, what does it mean to um, to be the to have a Dominican principal and a couple other Dominican instructors as well? Well, Saint Dominic saw, um, sought to take people where they are and yeah. to introduce them to the person of Christ. And it said that Saint Dominic spoke only of God or to God. Yeah. So to have each day Im- imbued with Christ and the and His teachings, but also um, to understand that you take the culture and you bring it to God. So whatever was good or true or beautiful, you embrace that 
And then you uh, continue to, to give honor and glory to God by that. So uh, Sister Sophia is teaching in our junior high school, 7th and 8th grade. Sister Annunciata is in our kindergarten. Um, and so we're, we're not only working with the students, but we're part of the faculty. We're part of the formation of, of giving um, mind and heart. So for, for a Dominican, study is chief, you know, very important. So there are pillars of study, service, and prayer and community. And those are all very vibrant at Mary Immaculate, even prior to our arrival. But now we hope to continue. There's always room for growth. There's always room for um, for helping the children and their families to come to know Christ more. Oh, great. Awesome. Well, I wish we had more time, but uh, we got to go. Thank uh, you so, so th- much. Thank you for coming in. It's, uh, it's a great pleasure to have you here with us. Sister Marianne is the principal of Mary Immaculate School in uh, Farmer's Branch. Visit them online, mischool.org. And as she mentioned, you can take one of those virtual tours, tours and learn more about whether or not this is uh, a good fit for your children. So, Sister Marianne, thanks for being here. And also thanks to Mike Murray uh, for suggesting this. Uh, thanks to Cecil and Olivia and again everybody who has uh, supported the car raffle. It's been a great success. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next Monday for the next Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.